You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro, and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners, and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health, and happiness. We have Chet Beckin joining us on the sauna show today. Chet is a phys physical and vocal therapist who has a unique approach to dealing with anxiety, depression, drug rehab, and neurological conditions. Chet works with singers, actors, athletes, and a wide range of clients using movement, voice, and rhythm exercises as a springboard to achieve creative expression and embodiment but also to heal the body from really serious illnesses. Chad and I reflect on what we can learn from people who are suffering with serious illnesses or are on death doors and the level of honesty they bring to us. We touch on the power of the voice and how the frequency and vibration of sound can transform. Chad believes we are only living 5% of our human potential. Listen to that. Fantastic. Good times to come. <laughs> we also dive into the balance between wearing a mask to cope in our everyday life and being authentic in our lives and with the people around us. Chad has such a unique perspective on holistic health and is a very alive and passionate, curious human being. He's incredibly humble, maybe even too much. He knows a lot and has seen a lot and is a highly sought after body worker. I absolutely enjoyed the conversation and admire the presence that Chad brings to this episode. You're in for a treat. Without further ado, let's get started. Yeah, I think that's another subject altogether. Yeah, okay. Because, um, yeah, what I've seen with a lot of kind of, I've worked with a few quite successful actors that have done well in their career, but they've used their own, you could say, pain or emotional body to bring to the roles. And I don't think that's healthy at all. Because you're just like picking the scab off a wound and using those emotions to yeah. generate art. And I feel like that's not really artful. That's just like using your own emotional baggage you haven't dealt with to bring to the role. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, I, I picture that like a person that has one particular character that they can play really well. And the reason why they can play that character so well is that they actually just jump into their past trauma or whatever exactly. it is yeah and at that moment they're in character and yeah they can play that really well yeah and i don't think that's a skill-based art no do you know what i mean yeah um whereas there are some very talented people that really work on a lot of other skills and bring craft to things yeah and then alongside that i've been just working i started coaching movement years ago and um and just getting pretty bad results for many years in terms of what I consider you know, bad <laughs> results. Because, you know, I'm coaching acting and going, oh, that's getting natural. But then I'm coaching movement. I'm going, wow, oh, that's just so unnatural. Even okay. though people are doing all the exercises really well, uh, it's kind of in terms of like a natural human, it just doesn't look relaxed. You know, whether it's yeah. a yoga pose or a, um, any other kind of movement, it's like that looks really like... I don't know, rigid and tight and <laughs> over cerebral and concentrated. I was like, wow, that doesn't look like, where's the fun? Where's the lightness? Where's the groundedness? Where's all these qualities we want to work on? Yeah. And so I started to see like a gap between these two areas where a lot of people are just um, instructing themselves what to do in their lives. Um, kind of like imagine if you were like in a relationship and you were getting told what to do all the time. Mm. And imagine if that was kind of like your body and yeah. your mind was telling you what to do. And I was like, wow, that's, not a, that's no fun for the body. Whereas mm. I feel like there's so much wisdom intelligence in our unconscious, which sits in the body that we kind of almost need to listen to. So just exploring that, and I don't have the, any answers at all, mm. um, but just really curious of how we can do that better. Yeah. And so just trying to learn and research and play and um, use, you know, use studio as a laboratory and learn yeah. off other people and yeah. learn what other people are doing and i guess if we keep gathering information together we'll kind of get you know some leeway back into those places yeah if that makes any sense yeah i would i would guess that so what you observed in the beginning is yes these people did exactly what you said and they were doing and 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 nailing what what was was required but Somehow it looked really unnatural because they were coming from maybe really logical, like just just yeah. the, you know a logical way of, of of dealing with it, just in the head, rather than actually coming from from the heart, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so, how would you? 
how did you shift? Like, what, what were the, the tools that you found that would actually bring people into, I guess, a more genuine way of of portraying a particular pose or, you know, or, or, or character? Yeah, well, I, I guess I don't really have all the answers for that. I'm still looking for those things. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, looking at, like, I love working with people that have had, like, in the middle of serious traumas, whether they've got a disease or they're dying or they've had a stroke um, because there's something really beautiful those people bring like an honesty where all their personality starts to fall away and they're just dealing with like more with themselves and what they've got mm -hmm. to go through and I just find I learn so much off being around those people yeah. because there's such a, a stillness and an honesty um, and a reverence for life that they're what they do have and so I learn a lot from those people and trying to bring that kind of energy to myself and then others mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it feels like things can go deeper in that place, but also get lighter at the same time. Mm. Um, but so I, I play with a lot with um, different movements, different rhythms, um, different vocal exercises. I feel a lot sits in the voice. Mm. And, you know, with quantum science now, we know we're vibrating so mm. much. Um, you know, we can be in particle or we can be in wave. And um, when we're in that wave form, there's a lot of movement and a lot of frequency happening in the body. And that's where I feel like the working with sound can really help to first let us learn where we're vibrating, resonating, how we're resonating at, and then we can actually start to get guided by that in different ways. So a lot of listening, a lot of listening. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I say, a lot of I don't have a lot of answers, but yeah, there's a lot of curiosity that keeps coming, and as we get more and more, it's like wow, there's more curiosity, and yeah, I feel like we have a lot more potential than we're living. A lot more potential. Yeah, mm. I mean, I reckon. Most of us are living like maybe in five percent of our potential, really. You know, vibration. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So the people you're working now, with, you you still working with actors as well? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so when you see someone coming in, you would you were talking about all the different facets that you can see, including the rhythm and you know the frequency of a person and so on. So do do you have a bit of an idea of what you actually see and what's what might go on with that person? I'm just thinking, you know, I know in Chinese medicine there's this saying like a good a Chinese medicine doctor would hear by how the person comes in and opens the door what's going on with that person, which I think like wow, you know, they're really in tune with whatever they're in tune with. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I envision you you being a little bit like okay, you want to do acting, that's or you want to get better. I can see there's a limp or there's a I don't know. Yeah, I mean something. definitely like well for a start. Um, I'll always try and get people to go and see like a, you know, someone Chinese medicine or acupuncture. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think that's really helpful. Hmm. And um, I've done a bit of study in that area, but no, I don't really know what I'm doing there. Mm. So, I th and then I'll like, I'll speak to that, you know, acupuncturist and get feedback from them. But yeah, I will look at person like a character, like how they open the door, how they bend down, like but a lot from the vocal tone as well. Like you can really hear rhythms and melodies and patterns in someone and even to the point of like if they start to you know drop their voice at the end of each sentence you can feel that the energy keeps dropping off every time they're saying something in their life it's going you can <laughs> you can just feel what's going to come in the yeah. rest of the day yeah. because that's the vibration that's coming from them and then some people are the opposite they're like everything is going up at the end <laughs> and after this, I'm going to go and get lunch. And then something else is going to come into my life this afternoon. And you can just see by the energy that's going to go that way, yeah. what's going to be their response to whatever comes at them that day. So yeah. we have, I feel, so many patterns in how we respond to our environment. And I guess that's a lot of that is conditioned both from our DNA and from our history. Mm. Um, yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's how do we find tools to like, grow through those patterns yeah yeah that's where i get passionate like wow what's it going to take yeah. to get through those patterns and wake up to something different where it's not the same way as you've done yesterday and the day before mm. um and part of that is finding things that i think we love and support and serve us and i i tend to know what that is for me but for other people i think it's important to find what really juices them up mm -mm. um in a way that the energies can be almost spontaneous um yeah yeah right yeah I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And when I think about this this voice thing, when when I listen to myself, I always think it, it's my voice. You know, being quite vulnerable here, like my voice always sounds like I try to please, and I know I don't like I didn't like confrontation for a long time, and still not my favorite thing. For some people, it's just like, look, you know, I'm just honest, and therefore, you know, I just go into front confrontation. 
for me is definitely not my you know my, my favorite spot to be in and when i listen to my voice i can hear that i use my voice to smooth people to uh-huh. to come across just in a certain way but when i and, and it might be not obvious for for the, the, the general public whatever but you know if you really would listen or when i listen i can see like yeah you know this is intentionally done probably subconsciously now but it's still intentionally done hey yeah so so would you have sorry you go yeah no that's great i mean that's such a great awareness to even <laughs> not to feel that mm. um and like you know i think we're all going to do that in some way and that's fine like Mm-mm. i know sometimes i'll be in a situation where i'm more emotional than i want to portray and so i'll you know i'll put on more of a lightness or something or i'll or i'll withdraw back and it really affects my voice um which uh, is fine you know yeah. these are just ways we cope uh-huh. with our um fears of how we're going to be received mm. um and I guess the other thing is to not try and override that um, and just be, just, I think the first thing is just noticing. Yeah. Oh, look what I'm doing. Here mm-hmm. I am and I'm trying to like be more upbeat than I really feel. Uh, That's okay. I'm just, just you know, I can't yeah. notice that. That's a really good start to notice that. Mm-hmm. And then start noticing where else is that. And then after that, ah, oh, maybe when I'm on my own, I'll start to feel, and I'll just play with sound. I'll just start to go, well, what's the real sound? Oh, it might be a sigh. And then it might be, you know, find mm-hmm. out what's, what's below that. And, and then that might start to move something. Um, uh-huh. And I feel like when we do that, then we give more permission to all the sounds to be there. And I guess there's so much conditioning in our culture to be a certain way mm-hmm. that we don't want to like show certain, you know, like uh, parts of our voice. <laughs> we don't want to be like that. Or we don't want to, oh, yeah, this, yeah, this ugly sounds. We don't want to give those sounds because imagine people would be repelled. Yeah. So even if we're feeling that, we hold them in. And that's where stagnation starts. And then when the stagnation starts, the flow doesn't go through areas, then I think that's the start of all disease and illness. Wow, yeah, So yeah. I think it's such a crucial area to become aware of in our daily lives where, where we're holding, not give ourselves a hard time for it, but just being noticing where that is. Yeah, yeah. And, and that awareness can help something else, something else happen. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. So, so, and, and so if you, if you, if you let, let's say you, you actually meet someone and you, you figure out like, okay, you know, there's suppression of some, some sort happening. Would you come from the point of view? Well, if you want to act, you need to to work on that that wherever that came from. Or would you just give them general tools that you actually don't have to name the problem, and it still you know lifts everything up, and it it becomes a, a non-issue? Yeah, good. I think that's a great question. Um, <laughs> and like, I think every case is so different. Huh. Yeah, um, but for me, one of the things I realize. It's just two things. Like first is the root of where that kind of that started that block, mm-hmm. or when did I start closing down mm-hmm. in that way, or when was it not okay to be that way? Yeah. And um, and maybe I just find the I just notice the pattern first. Wow, look, I'm holding back here because I feel ashamed. Oh, that's a good start. I'm just noticing that I'm holding back. Mm-hmm. Great, that's a full start. And then through that, I may start to become aware of whoa, this maybe this started when I was a child, or maybe it's from yeah. something else, or I picked it up off someone else, or. You know, as long as there's a conscious change somewhere, like I think there needs to be a awareness and consciousness for a shift, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a pattern shift. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You know, you what can't. You, for me, it's mm-hmm. like I can. Wow, I noticed that something happened to me back then, and I started doing that. But if I don't work on how I am right now as well, mm-hmm. I could still go back to those old patterns. Right. Yeah. Even though I may have like, shifted that energy, yeah, there's still the habit. Of say pulling yes. back, yeah, 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 and that and that habit is a completely different thing. And to give you an example, like just on a physical level, you know, you you um <laughs> you knock over the glass, you sprain your wrist or something, yeah, and um and you put your arm in plaster, and so you stop using your shoulder as much because it's in plaster, and then yeah. you get the um arm out of plaster, but then the range you've held it, it might not come back the same unless you actually get some help to help that move again. Yeah, right. So you've you know you may have fixed the problem, but you've also got the habit you've got to deal with as well. Yeah, and I think okay. we're walking around with traumas and compensatory habits as well. And yeah, we need to address both of those things. Oh. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it sits in the unconscious. Mm. That's why going through vibrational things, through vocal things, through rhythmical things, through vocal things, movement relating exercises. Uh, that's I think helps those patterns come back to like more rhythmical, more groovy. You know, we get more into dopamine states where we kind of we feel more alive, mm-hmm. and we can kind of bounce off each other a little bit more. So, where would the dopamine come from? Is it just by f- 
fe- feeling good or by letting go? I know you know a little bit about it, so yeah. I just thought. I know, and I really question. don't either. Like, I'm so not a, I'm so not <laughs> I a know neuro- you're not a scientist, know, but you know, I, yeah, you've studied. I, I, I could, I, so I've got a lot of things that. that I find with people, but I really don't know like what is actually happening. What's well, my favorite? One thing that I notice, mm. especially with a lot of trauma, is that um, people shut down that, you know, what you'd call a, like a, yeah, it's great to be alive in the moment, but in a little way. Like, so... You know, I feel like healthy dopamine is kind of just coming through a little bit all the time. So it's just lightly uplifting. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you think of a fire, if you've got a fire that's just humming away with nice embers and it's just going all the time, it's like, oh, it's going to keep you warm. It's going to feel good. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you put like a bit of like petrol on the fire or some dry branches, it's going to whoosh up and then it'll die down and mm. it'll be a little bit more dead after mm. that. And I feel like most, most of us, we are addicted to certain things to give us that kind of hit and mm. we go whoa whether it's you know computers or whether it's like foods or mm. substances mm. but after that we get that kind of drop but there's some things that i realize that don't drop and one of those things is relating to gravity so if you can feel gravity like if you're sitting you can yeah. kind of go mm. if you just rock it a little bit forwards and backwards mm-hmm. and you can find your line of gravity already if you can find a rhythm in that then it's like ah oh, that's the easy place and then you go off it, it's a little bit harder. You come back and it's the easy place. Mm. And then when you're standing too, if you've got this kind of relaxed thing, your body's kind of almost invisibly swaying and there's chemicals in your body that are rebalancing yourself with that gravity line. And that brings that sense of like uplifting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, that's such an oversimplified thing. And of course, there's so many other ingredients to go with it as well. Lifestyle, food, um, connections, rest, um, enjoyable activities, there's many things life purpose but that's really um a supporting thing i feel like that gets missed a lot yeah is that that rhythmical quality and if we're not rocking then it's just like oh well our heart's beating and we're breathing so even when we're lying in bed that's generating that from the rhythm of that breath rhythm yeah, yeah so yeah. i feel like the rhythm is really like i feel like we've lost a lot of groove yeah. in our culture yeah like we've become really and i guess that's quite cerebral is like we've got all these ideas that when you come back into like nature and life that everything is like rhythmical the seasons are rhythmical the yeah. days are rhythmical you know the way people move is rhythmical the way we breathe is rhythmical you know yeah and i think natural thoughts also have a rhythm as well whereas kind of imposed and compensatory thoughts have different like they lose their musicality in a sense yeah i feel like everything comes back to music yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking about my two daughters one is five one is just under one and both of them have their own rhythm and um the five-year-old when she would sing she would sing she always has a rhythm to it that it has yeah it has a pattern to it you know and i and i always thought oh you know that will be just as much as she knows and that's it but it's actually not really it's it's just her natural groove anyway and that ah. comes through sounds and with the little one um she has a clicking that she often she's really happy she just clicks away but then when i look at her swaying she's just about to start walking but she stands already they, it 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 fits all in it fits like there's one rhythm that this being holds that wow. is expressed between the move singing you know or or, or clicking and and it gives me like I, I look at them and think oh, i want to adapt that i actually have to do the same because it, somehow it relaxes definitely me listening to it yeah. maybe because they're my daughters i don't know but there, there's certainly something in it for me as well wow. yeah yeah wow <laughs> mm. a little master hey yeah right yeah. yeah yeah and then life starts yeah but that's good too yeah i feel like there's so much wisdom in some of these young mm, people mm, coming mm. through i feel like they're like the teachers for us mm. yeah, i feel like there's just so much like unconscious wisdom they're bringing to help us yeah thank goodness right yeah agreed yeah hey uh, while you were th- saying in our, our culture you, you see that the rhythm is lost when i think about like, you know like people from jamaica for example they have just a particular way of you know yeah. talking and, yeah, and moving yeah. and, and it's it's again this whole thing it's not just the talk it's not just the the the, the voice that changes and, and has a particular melody to it but it's it's all of that have you seen that in different cultures that there are different particular patterns or rhythms that you have observed yeah really uh, yeah i have actually i mean yeah. um, i think i've said this to you before mm. I'm actually really racist mm. in a way that I, I look at cultures and I try and take the best thing from that culture and steal it into my own like practice and, and for groups. And um, yeah, there's some things like I just love some of the things of um, some of the African, um, I guess, nations have this real groundedness and that it's just so, it feels so connected and it's like this, 
unconscious rhythm that's rolling all the time underneath everything mm-hmm. and i feel that kind of comes into the speech and comes into the movement and comes into the mind and comes into the activities and there's a real beautiful um relaxation and flow that comes with that rhythm mm-hmm. um and then I've, i i'm really fascinated by japanese culture just because i just feel like there's such a uniqueness there um in the japanese and the way they can just have this group mind and do things on mass like you know like you see a school of fish i feel like this japanese have this amazing <laughs> way to like just operate together mm-hmm. that i feel like um yeah in this part of the world and where i'm from new zealand we don't have that we're way more individual mm-hmm. and so i feel like that's a, an amazing skill mm-hmm. to have that and in different in terms of energy centers i feel like you know like the japanese again they can really and the chinese to some extent their their hara you know their their sacral chakra they can I don't know, they can develop that, and that seems quite developed and quite strong um, in a um, focused way, mm-hmm. whereas you've got, like, a, say, South American culture has got much more of, like, a lilting, flowing, grooving, responsive, you know, it's such a different yeah. such a different rhythm to that center, yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess, like, the, the heart and the hara of the South Americans has got this real beautiful warm kind of grooviness whereas you could say the japanese like with their third eye and even their solar plexus are really <laughs> and then their bass connects out so there's just these different combinations that i feel are like yeah really really strong you, the italians are really external with their heart energy and it's like that's just like it's right out you know it's right out there um, yep. and, I, and i love that mm-hmm, i love that mm-hmm. about there yeah so yeah i think different cultures have these different kind of um energies these frequencies these rhythms that they uh, have developed through who knows where it came from mm-hmm. from lifestyle history geography yeah 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 that's it's really fascinating yeah, yeah. It would be exciting and, and maybe that's what you do is like you see that a person might might just need that little bit more of, of you know that the south american mm. th- thrive there and you would just say okay you know let's just pretend to be that person for a little bit and maybe that balances the overall personality for that moment out <laughs> something like that yeah that's like an and that's the kind of silly stuff that you can play with you know yeah and i think if it's just if it's just nonsense it doesn't matter do you know what i mean you don't take it too seriously yeah. you play and then eventually hopefully something deeper more honest will wake up mm-hmm. so really i feel like some of the, a lot of the things i'm doing is just really exploring as like an on-ramp to someone's internal intelligence of their own natural highway yeah. of intelligence. So they're trying to find, you know, I feel like people are so smart and they've got these unique gifts. And we're schooled in this way where we're kind of generically learning the same things. And it's kind of, you know, you know of course there's a lot of great education systems that don't do that. But as a real generalization, there's a, you know, in terms of a lot of the schooling in the West, there's a lot of industrialized models um, that really... I don't feel like they have the kind of intelligence mm. to wake up the unique um, gift that soul is mm. and really let that shine, mm. unapologetically come to what they are here to be on the planet. Yeah. And for me, that's like a you know what a fascinating thing that if we yeah. can start to um, like bring our minds together, bring our hearts together, bring our unconscious wisdom together, and start to kind of create a environment to hold space for those sort of beings to come as the next wave of evolutionary guides to the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess theater and, and playing in theater and being an actor then allows you to actually explore all these different emotions and, and movements and, and characters and, and different races. And, and, and that way, I guess you become, I don't know, if there's anything clogged up, let's put it that way, because you move through all the different ones. If there is something, they will have to deal with it if they want to play that role. Yeah, mm. and I think that's a nice way of looking at it. If you are going to take... You know, I just call these these silly exercises. If you use these as a way to um, grow more into yourself, I think that's a great way to do it. Versus if you like use yourself and your life and your history to try and improve, you know, the the art or the ex- that I think that's a not such a great way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're putting yourself as and and I just see that I, I've done that a lot, and I see a lot of people they'll put them even just like in a simple like physical exercise they'll. The people will disappear and they'll put the exercises more important than themselves. Oh, if I can concentrate on getting this, this stretch good or this, get the song right, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, where's the person gone? Yeah. It's just the activities become more important than the being. Yes. And so I feel like it's, I feel like, you know, if we flip that around and go, ah, oh, what's happening with the being? Yeah. And then from that, we can do this, whatever the thing is. And however that goes is however that goes. 
but this is more important and yeah. there's a consistency to finding out something about who we are in that yeah and then from then when we come together and start to collaborate we're coming together with like all our real unique gifts not just like a generic idea of you know cloning or something yeah mm -hmm. so then i feel like real musicality can happen and the group mind can start to really develop in a more intelligent way yeah right yeah. you've seen the group group mind happening in, in, when you when you teach groups quite often um well i quite i love to collaborate and i see it in a lot of other people too like when um something happens that uh when like a groove comes and let's say a song comes it's not even words it's just sounds and yep. and you see it in a lot of like cultures where they do this where they just like they start to sense into each other and then suddenly <laughs> something comes and then like a group song happens and yep. sometimes everyone's just one note in that song and it's just like that's a really cool cool vibe to get yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about frequencies of certain things, I know you've looked into that as well. I mean, I, I could probably talk about acting for the rest of it because yeah. I think it's it's so easy to relate to because, you know, we watch movies or we, we act ourselves. We're always act. I feel like we're always acting yeah. in some way. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's really powerful. Actually, well, let's, let's stay, stay on that topic for one moment. It's, it's really powerful to be, be yourself and, and be really... You know, like, like not wearing a mask all the time or, you know, at all. And and I found the people that you meet, was sometimes, you know, let, let's say when I'm really stressed, like I wear a mask and I just try to cope. Like there's certainly a coping mechanism. And if I meet people who are completely open and, and genuinely them, there is sometimes too much energy to take on. You know what I mean? It's mm. just like, well, maybe also because it challenges me, I don't know. But there's certainly that aspect to it. I found that fascinating to see that. Yeah, how do you dance, you know, between that? Yeah. Because mm. what would happen? I would probably break out in tears if I really would, you know, let's say mm. I'm just coping. And, you know, mm. at that moment where I have this mask and say, okay, you know, if I really open up to that mm. person, I would probably break in tears. That would be probably the most healthiest things to do, yeah? Yeah, look, oh, I so agree. I feel like there's no wrong. There's just consequences. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to wear masks and, and I'll see I've got a mask. Yeah. So that's just, you know, it's just once there's awareness then there can be hopefully some growth in the consciousness and then a chance to change patterning. But I guess the first thing is just to be aware of, yeah, I think those things serve us, like mm -hmm. different coping strategies. And yeah, it can be like the world can be some days can be overwhelming mm -hmm. you know, um, to, to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but then there are things I feel like we can do. Like I feel like when the internal music gets louder, like the real internal music, like the real internal music, when it's just your music that is not changing those essential qualities that you were born with and you'll die with and and life really doesn't affect those much when that gets stronger and louder the the outside is not as overwhelming mm. and, and i've seen it in people's eyes you know with anxiety and they'll come and they'll go from this place of like i don't know how i can handle the world to i don't know how can the world handle me you know <laughs> and then it's like that's an exciting place yeah. it's like yep. then now how can i harmonize with these strong energies out there and It's like they, I feel like for me the game is harmony. How do we find harmony, whether we're using masks or compensating or mm -hmm. not? How can we find some harmony? Yeah. yeah, like it's so much of it's about relating with our traumas there or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you were to you were talking earlier about sort of people that are dying or that you know have, have really big health challenges or challenges and trauma, it, is that one of those? Can that be a trigger for people to to have that? Okay, I. I get back to myself and, you know, I don't care anymore what the world thinks. I just want to be myself. Oh, I see that a lot. I see. Yeah. So, that's what I feel like so beautiful around people when big shocks happen uh -huh. uh, in their lives where they respond in a way that's um, getting more honest, I guess. Um, yeah, sometimes people, I see when they get closer to the end, there's something really beautiful happens to the mm -hmm. energy, like uh, kind of a letting go. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it's really amazing. Like it's mm. yes, a really beautiful, quite a reverent space. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. There's something so beautiful about that space and something to be learnt from that to bring into to culture more, I think, about letting go and you know, so much about life I feel is we put a lot of emphasis on, you know, progressing and evolving and progressing and getting better at things and And then, like, there's the other side of it. Like, what about going into the dark space? What about letting go? What about preparing for... What's it going to be like when we die? Like, we're all, mm -hmm. you know, how can we really let go into this um, unknown realm? And for me, being around people...
closer to that space is like a real honor and there's something beautiful happens in that energy and I feel like it's really great to take that on so can let go of the little things in daily life easier mm. you know with that as a preparation for that, mm. that that sort of thing but yeah I do see that in some people something happens in their eyes where something comes into this this so and not sometimes it doesn't either sometimes mm-hmm. people are completely overwhelmed and don't want yeah. to let go and yeah but yeah, it'll be interesting to talk to a lot of people that work in that area and, and get more on that. Mm. Yeah, my father's actually a, um, a grief counselor, I guess, but but he normally has he works in a hospice. You know, has normally two people at a time who are dying, and you know who know that are dying. I'm sure there's a lot in there. Mm. Never talk to him about it when people don't want to let go. Mm. There's certainly a ripple towards the family as well. If when those people are fine to die or to you know to to leave at that moment the family gets an ease as well you know mm. and there's this this and vice versa like if there's something unspoken that should be talked about you know let's say children have to say something that they were unhappy or really mm-hmm. happy or, or something mm-hmm. happened that the, the, the parent might not have known or mm. you know they would, somehow there's a there's a chemistry he reported that um, that person will not die until it's spoken out and, yeah. and sometimes he he doesn't know what it is but he says whatever it is <laughs> you have to have a talk with your dad because like you know he's really not well and, wow. and, the, and the way that you make it easier is, and for you as well you will only have this choice uh, so there's a chance if, if if you wait for another year there might be not a chance or maybe even a month that we're not you know wow yeah. Wow. Fascinating, eh? Un- yeah. Un- yeah, probably not un- understood, but yeah. I had this um, uh, f- a family friend, uh, this guy, he was a um, beautiful man, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and they only gave him not long to live. And I uh, spoke to his daughter, and this is in Auckland in New Zealand, yep. and she like flew me over there said, look, can you... And I was thinking, I'll go over there and I'll do this nice thing with the family so everyone can you know, mm-hmm. speak their piece and he can... you know, Yeah go around, everyone tell them how much she loves them and they can, you know, get the piece. Because I never forget uh, Stephen Jenkinson. Um, and he had this beautiful thing where he said that what people really need when they're passing is they need to be, know that they're going to be held in love when they pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to know they're going to be held, so they're so carried. And yeah. They're going to be carried. And it just really stuck with me. So I, th- I thought, oh, well, I'll go and you know, I'll make sure we set this up mm-hmm. so this guy knows he's going to be, he can just relax into the hearts and everyone knows that he's going to be carried. And anyway, um, went over there and he didn't even want, he didn't want to see anyone, didn't even want me to come in. Oh, and wow. uh, eventually we went in and had a cup of tea and then we just started hanging out, having a great time. We yeah. played with all the staff, we did all these things. And that was like nearly three years ago, and he's still alive. <laughs> so we, we never got to do that, that circle yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe it's something like you say. Maybe he hasn't said what he needs to say mm. yet. But um, yeah. But it's been an amazing journey for him, watching him go through all mining through all the past parts of his life that he hadn't really dealt with, wow. all the difficult things mm-hmm. from his childhood, yeah. and the middle of his life, and amazing to watch people go through those those things and balance the books. Yeah, yeah yeah when you were saying that you know like what did you say is all all, all or origin or, or root of of disease was the lack of like stagnation or? yeah maybe that you know and and all the yeah that's right you 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 mentioned that earlier and so as as these areas get stagnant and you know create that um let's say disease um starts and so what he would have done is sort of unraveling it again and you know like area by area taking yeah. issue away and and you know that would be probably the the, the reason why he's still alive yeah. because he actually dealt with it and yeah. disease might you know just just go away yeah what else? i've seen that a lot i've uh-huh. seen that a lot and people just do the work on that stuff it's amazing what changes happen mm. yeah but the thing is no one can do it for for anyone else that stuff you can support them and hold space, but people have to do that that work themselves, yeah. which I feel like is hard when our schooling, from from or at least my schooling that I went through, was all external assessment. Outsource the responsibility. It was, yeah, huh? it's all that. All the, how do I do? I'll, <laughs> I'll do my best and I'll give it to the teacher and they'll come back and tell me how well I do. Yeah. So there's no like, how well am I going? What do I need to do? It's mm. all giving it away. Mm. Yeah. So. Living in Byron Bay, oh, in this area, you know that... People deal with this quite a bit. They are open to it and mm. want to work on themselves. Um, I'm sure you also meet people that get 
sort of attached to that process of trying to unraveling <laughs> yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to find that trauma yeah. and then it just never ends and how is that like do, do you have an answer on that or just an observation uh, that look, you've done yeah i've been the worst person at doing that <laughs> oh, okay yeah so and the funny thing was like it really showed like when i first started doing acting like i i did, started years ago and I was, it was really natural and i you know people i got all these offers for shows and things and uh and then i got really ill and i was in bed for a couple of years and then i came out and um my hormones were way out of whack and i just i didn't really have the same um internal intelligence chemically and so i started studying and the more and more i studied the more i learned the worse i got oh wow. and i got i got worse and worse and worse and I, then i started to notice this thing um and now it shows with quantum you know with quantum physics they show that um observing something changes mm. the action of it mm. yeah and so there's this thing with self-consciousness whereas as soon as you become too self-conscious you're not going to get the flow like all that wave particle all that like intelligence gets interfered with when mm. we're self-conscious mm. and um so it's so interesting that as knowledge comes we have to learn that letting go we're talking about at the same time to stay balanced wow and it's a tricky thing yeah cause, right because we're going around we're learning more things we're learning more things and then you people are getting overwhelmed because we're holding on to things mm. and so you almost have to get more almost irreverent as you get more learned in a sense and yeah and i feel like those the old masters where they say well the the master bows down to the beginner i really get that because there's something so beautiful and innocent about you know someone who's beginning yeah. something yeah and they don't know anything and there's just this magical and that's like that's like babies and life force yes. and great acting it's like you don't know what's going to happen uh -huh. and so as i discovered that through i did a lot of japanese training and then i came to a lot of sound healing and a lot of vocal stuff that was um improvised before structure <laughs> and it, then things started and i started to learn all these great ways to get back to that kind of like you know you, you're kind of aware but you're kind of not self-conscious or you don't really care so much you yeah know? but i feel like that's a I know that journey really well, and it's so easy <laughs> to become too aware or conscious, and suddenly you're actually stifling your own energy. If that makes sense, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I feel like it's such a fine line between mm -hmm. like just unconscious and not yeah. even aware of what's going on, yeah, and like too conscious here. And there's this, in the middle. There's this magical zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I see that. It's a great. It's a great area to, <laughs> to play with. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it, and I guess yeah, it's it's real in alchemy, like you know, to to let that in, that let you know, let's say some something negative that you see, and you know, so, some some bad things. Like when I see doctors and they talk to me about all the things that can go wrong, that's that's what they see. You know, they see all these kids. For example, like you know, good friend of mine is a pediatrician. You know, and he's a pretty, he's a really balanced guy. Love him. But at the same time, he would give me more like the worst case scenario and to balancing that out and still have a positive outlook for his own kids and for his own health. That's an interesting, that's an interesting balance, right? Mm. Because he knows about mm. and he observes all the things that are not right mm. and then feeling confident that, you know, it won't happen to him. And yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I think musicians, I love watching musicians when they're like, they, okay. they just show you that zone so well. You know, like there's this, cool. this this thing, and really good athletes too. But you see it with musicians; they're kind of connected to their uh, fellow musicians, and they're in this groove where they're kind of kind of aware to a certain point, but they're also free enough to be able to improvise. And oh. yeah, I feel like there's something really cool. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah, music. Yeah, it's great. And therefore, probably also a great therapy, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think mm. music therapy is really powerful. Yeah, really powerful. Yeah, I yeah ever since i started dancing i dance five rhythms it's certainly something that changed my life and my personality because it uh, you know it goes through quite a few different emotions speeds and all the rest of it so it touches quite a few different yeah, yeah. parts of, of, of the personality and yeah it really helps to get unstuck i guess yeah yeah, yeah. i think there's an art in that too when it, whether it's with music or movement uh -huh. or voice or uh, painting where there's a thing where it's like there's structure yeah and i think it's good to have some structure uh -huh. so you know because if, if i said to you are oh, just dance anyway whatsoever uh -huh. it's, yeah. it's almost too overwhelming because you've got too many choices you don't know where to start but if yes. i said okay imagine now that you're um holding like a little baby bird and just dance that with your hands now suddenly you've got a little bit of thing there yeah or you're yeah. pushing a shopping trolley and you can dance you know you've got <laughs> 
Yeah, you'll actually be more creative with the limitation <laughs> than yes. if I than if I give you yeah. free range. Yeah. And so there's a real art to how much limitation to give people. And we it's an art to not give too much. Mm-hmm. So you're just stuck and you can only do this one movement. Yeah. Um, or you can be free and there's a real nice thing in there. And again, you look back to the, like so many traditional like dances and things, and there's things where there's like everyone comes together at one point, but in between they can do these other things. Mm. And there's a really nice balance of like freedom, spontaneity, and connected structure. Mm. Yeah. I wonder what your take on this is. I, I did um, a workshop at a festival once for 90 minutes. You were only allowed to have a movement going on for 10 seconds and had yeah. to change and then extreme breathing on top of that. And I guess... Love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what would that do? It, I mean, it, it doesn't yeah. give you much chance to hold on to a rhythm or a particular... Yeah, well, that kind of thing for me is great for, say, breaking any patterns, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it has serves to that purpose yeah. really wonderfully. But I guess if you want to go deeper into something, yeah, uh, like one of my teachers, he said to me, try and do something exactly the same 300 times. And in that exploration, you'll learn, because you won't do it, This there'll be some difference. Yeah. You know, whether it's yeah. like the whether it's your thought or where it's your breath or the wind or, mm-hmm. and in that you will learn so much about variation in trying to do that the same. Mm. So like there's so, so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you can also like as in micro, the, so it would be in macro. So when you say like breaking a pattern, maybe people who want to break a pattern, you know how some people just change radically for a while and you know in all different directions. You think, oh, they completely lost that they're hanging out with these. No, not now they don't anymore now they do this now they're into that and it's normally a phase uh, you know it depends on the person but it's a phase and then suddenly afterwards they either fall back into sort of their own their old pattern but are happy now <laughs> or, or they have found their own groove right uh-huh. but they, i think uh-huh. it's the same in actually how we live life which would tell me that the frequency and the rhythm in a small is is mirrored just in the big of of life just as much, eh? Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. Well, the human design you had Glenda on here. Yeah. From so and like I'm just a a baby student of the human design, but I just I love using that and I love working with her and getting people's profiles and getting her to help me coach them. Mm. And some of the people she says to me, look, they need to just do the same thing. They need to just they need to stay with one thing. That's their design, and they will they will get so much out of that. And then there's other people where it's like, you do that and they'll go crazy. <laughs> they just need lots of variation. Yeah. And so just we're just we're made up so differently. And that's why I feel like there's not like a way, you can't say there's no system or model. Um, we've got to look at these things and then mm. find it what's right for that individual person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I feel like we need to bring those kind of intelligences into, you know, schooling young people so we can really honor the way that they do because everyone does things different ways and mm. learns different ways. Yeah. Have you ever thought why we are all different? Like, you know, like you have two different well, twins that are almost the same horoscope and they're still completely different. Like everyone is so different. Like who on earth came yeah. up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what do you think? I think life is way more subtle than we think. Or it can be. There's, there's an aspect that is so subtle. And it's a little bit like, you know, the chaos theory. Like if, if this drop actually goes to the other side instead of the leaf down that leaf, that leaf, then, you know, the, the, the flow on effects changes so many things that it's all different. So I guess the balance of each, let's say, you know, let's assume like the, a, a soul actually comes in exactly the same, everyone. But then it's like a, a card house. It's so subtle. It's all so subtle that the slightest change of time, of, of circumstance, creates such a different play field suddenly that we are all completely different mm. and that's probably if you then go even deeper and say like why would that be it's like well maybe it's just an experiment that makes sure that everyone has their individual mm. experience that mm. they can bring home or whatever you know the meaning mm. of life is but it might be just a really clever mechanism that just makes sure you're like will not have the same experience all of you this is so fragile that everyone will be so individual yeah well yeah <laughs> and do you think we choose when we come in do you think we choose ah. like what what do you think we get a much range of choice of things or just well I, I believe that we are part of the greater good so therefore we have agreed on whatever was agreed on so in that sense definitely we have a choice because we we par- uh-huh. partly agreed as, as, a, as a group 
individually, I think we just set up rules that uh -huh. then play out. So in a sense, I'm sure when you're not alive, you understand the rules really yeah, well. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Remember in Anita Majani, what she said when she, um, you know, she had that near-death experience? No. And um, when she went over to the other side and she like met her father and and she said it was like life before that was like cruising around a big warehouse with a flashlight and she said then all the lights in the whole warehouse went on like she could just see everything wow. just like you're saying yes and yeah i feel like it's just be funny i feel like we'll be laughing it's <laughs> <laughs> just going around like this like trying to navigate with like not much information and like yeah 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 and and especially like if you look at um like I love looking at information. Like you go to the internet, right? There's mm. just so much information. There's yeah. conflicting. Everyone's got their ideas. Everyone's got their expertise, and it's like, for me, it's like we, like how do you how do you navigate that? Mm. And I feel like that's you know different again for everyone too. Like some people can be really intuitive with that. Yeah. Some people have to respond or get asked questions um, from someone else, and but we need each other, I think, to help do mm -hmm. that. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I think we need. I think we need to make more kind of decisions with other people helping. And then sometimes we need to learn our own. Like there's, it's like, as soon as there's a rule, there's a kind of counter rule that comes in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we've got to, we're learning as we go. Yeah. I think one truth to me is that you, you have to be true to yourself and you have to connect to that inner, mm. you know, your heart or whatever that mm. is. Some people probably would call that gut feeling. I don't know, but you know, having just like a groundedness within yourself, mm -hmm. So I think there's no right and wrong decisions or how you do things, but it's how you um, how you experience it. If you're okay with how you did it, that's actually all that matters. And I'm sure I, I, I could imagine, you know, the actors that you work with, if they are okay with how they do things, like completely accept themselves with how they do that, the audience loves it. Mm. Whereas if they would say, oh, this is a little bit off, I don't know, hopefully they don't see this, oops, you know, at that moment the audience is like, oh, you know, they are not yeah, so good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you ever done any acting? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm interested because I think it's just a lot of fun to actually explore the own psyche, hey? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just a great tool to play, yeah. And also a, a beautiful craft. I think it's a very difficult craft okay yeah i think there's because there's so many facets to it i think it's a very complex craft and i really admire those people that that do that well and bring themselves to it what do you mean by bring themselves to it well um as the opposite for example uh say you just bring your traumas and yeah. or emotions mm. or yeah there's just something where you're just completely putting on an act Whereas you get some people that actually, they're almost bringing themselves to that. They're still doing that completely or their craft, but mm -hmm. there's also something of their soul coming through too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I just admire that. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. So, so those people, you were saying that it becomes complex when you, when we, when you become i guess famous or when you're like, like that, that celebrity is that what you actually what you were referring to earlier when you said like well that's a different ball game altogether or you have seen people that you know go there so yeah so 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 is that in a sense like i i imagine it like that like you know during the day i'm i might talk to between 10 and 100 people you know something like that and that's for me the comfort level is probably probably around 20 anyway you know there's a lot of impact and so on so when you are actually in the limelight at that moment you get so many impressions and so many opinions of others and, yeah. and, and there must be an interesting dynamic oh. as well when people have an opinion about you because yeah. the opinion would be would have been created by acting which is not necessarily how you normally are and so on i don't know it, yeah like and i storm. feel like some people have really sensitive kind of fields to mm. other people's like thought energy okay and yeah. I feel like thought energy can be really strong. And so you imagine on mass millions and millions of thought energies coming at you. And if you've got a sensitive field, like how that could be. And then maybe you're not strong in your own internal music as well. Whoa, mm. how overwhelming. Yeah, right. How do you, how would you close that out? Like, ah, oh, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't want that myself. Like, yeah. That sounds like I'd want to escape and just <laughs> go into the forest and get an energy bunker and hide or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, you know, yeah. But other people, I think they're a, they're energetic, 
systems are more robust in a different way mm-hmm. and that's like just like water off a duck's back you know it's like some people are actually made for that kind of thing and they can yeah. transmute those energies yeah can, can, can you just quickly explain sort of what Ferlin crisis because I, now that you're saying actually it's, oh it's, I really don't feel like I'm it's, it's not your expertise. it's not my you yeah. know I've, I've done lots of it but um you know it is it is becoming aware through movements yeah um but i'm really not yeah it's not my uh, my domain of expertise so i wouldn't want to um put my spin on it no, no, take it away enough. from the purity of you know a beautiful work that this guy spent uh, yeah. a long time developing yeah you know around the uh, earlier war time and he was working with um a lot of soldiers that were getting really fearful going into battle so he's learning ways to change their nervous systems so they weren't going to reflexes and learn to have choice about how they um Pat repatting their body and responded in scary situations. So oh. I mean, there's so much to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen people who had studied a lot how they would move, how they would get yes. up. There's yeah, yeah, repatting many things that I would take for granted. This is how you do it. Yeah, like I if, think it's one of the yeah. best things to start with repatting that I've seen. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think Alexander technique also has some beautiful repatting. Yeah, they're good places to start. I mean, it's. The thing is, there's so many great things out there. <laughs> it's just that we don't know which is like in general, people don't know where to go to at what stage, but there's mm. certain things to do mm. like in an order, you could say. And yeah. they're really good things to start with. Yeah, like, you know, you know, if we had a great healthcare system, you'd have a lot of people starting with those things, Alexander and Feldenkrais, and then moving on to slowly different range of motion mobilities and then building into more strength yeah so it's just, it's just interesting cool yeah. well luckily the internet is there and i think over time there's a chance that, that you know that the, the truth and and the things that really work for people you know bubbles to the to yeah the, to the but the thing is like pretty much everything there's so many things out there that are good mm-hmm. but there is kind of almost like an order to them that makes them much more effective and um like just as a, as an example, mm. say you only had a s- small range of motion in your shoulder, yep. and then you start trying to do strength work on that, and you're just going to strengthen that small range of motion. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't. But there's all these things where there's good stuff out there, but it could be like different for that person, different for that person. So it's almost more dangerous having all that information, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need some sort of references. Right. We need some references to know where we are. To know, and I think that if that's built into early education, to people have assessments of where they're at in all these different areas yeah. of intelligence, then they can guide themselves. Yeah. But we need some references of where we are. Where are we in relationship to gravity? Mm. Where are we in relationship to our like our hormones and neurotransmitters? Yeah. In relationship to our hearts? In relationships to our life purpose? In relationships to our um, strength and spontaneity and mm. you know contentedness? And there's so many things we need references for that we're like wow there's so many stimuluses outside of ourselves yeah so i think you know i think and i think it will appear if yeah we can work together i hope so I've, i've seen some simple ones like when i think about sort of my business work there were certainly there are tests that i took that would tell me where i'm at and what would mm-hmm. what would be next you know and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the that jump you first learn that you first learn the ropes mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you unlearn those ropes and learn those ones mm-hmm. and there was just a, mm-hmm. there's there's sometimes a formula to it but for me business that's really simple when you when it comes to the human body and the yeah. psyche and all the rest of it becomes way more complex yeah. yeah yeah and have you looked into the farming much the different farming methods i i used to actually in, in new zealand i was part of the biodynamic society i mm-hmm. really enjoyed that and you know being german i'm really I'm really happy with, with Steiner's work or yeah, most of it, you know, and and so yeah, I did look into that. Um, something in particular that you're thinking of? Um, I just think that's an area where we we will need to come back mm. to, and especially in terms of like working together. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm really interested in the centropic agroforestry. Um, huh. And just starting to learn about that, and I'm finding that like really quite fascinating, of as a kind of quite an resource efficient way to. Um, grow food forests yeah yeah right but so get, is, is that what it is mainly food food forests so yeah, basically yeah yeah and i think it's got a lot of legs for the future yeah in terms of where we're at now turning things around mm-hmm. um, but yeah yeah is it labor intensive that's always the thing that i'm when looking at organic or biodynamic i always wish like there must be a way to do this just not as labor intensive if possible yeah i think it's quite good it stacks yeah. up quite well compared to other things um 
and I think there are aspects of like you know a bit more intensive in certain parts of it but I also feel like that's not bad because I feel like it brings us like being physical around mm, the earth is yeah. not a bad thing yeah um, it's probably quite good as yeah I, f- I feel like you know, if you start it from from a young age, learning that kind of stuff, mm. wow, how much easier if we just had all food growing around everywhere. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And the food, yeah, that's right. I have this one thing about growing that's in Anastasia, actually. But I do, do, do prescribe to that particular one. That was if you if you use the water, your, your shower water over your plants, they will respond homopathically? Uh, no. Homeopathy? Yes. yes. Um, respond with homeopathy. Um, to to whatever's coming to them and and create the antidote or you know to, ah. you know figure out okay you know there's a zinc deficiency and then you know ah. they produce a little bit more I mean wow. don't know exactly how it works never looked into the science but wow. it did make a lot of sense that they would respond to the environment wow. yeah stuff like that you know and so if as, as you say like if you start as a as a young young child to to start to farm you know and and mm. then eat your own food they should be pretty good <laughs> yeah imagine that yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to be able to get food anywhere, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think just to be able to go out and yeah. grab food. We, you know, in Auckland, they actually have a map of all the free fruit trees. You can put your fruit tree on it uh, if it's ah. close to the road and that type of thing. Also in parks, you know, like there's a couple of avocado parks. and Well, you know, there are parks that have avocados in it. And so you can just look at the at the map of where you want to go. And yeah, I remember uh, the Cook Islands. I went when I first went there and they have like a common law around food growing. So if someone's growing food, you can just go up onto their property and just... And it was just like, felt so unusual for me to do that. But yeah. after a while, you're like, that's so good. It makes so much sense. Then everyone just grows food and whenever you need it, you just grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, everyone was so relaxed there. It's yeah, like right. there's food growing everywhere. You can go and get it. The the prison had no like fences or gates or anything. People just, the guys, we went to the prison, the guys were just there like, no, making ukuleles and it was just like such a relaxed culture. I was wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that kind of scarcity or like, yeah. Mm. Hey, um, before I let you go, because um, you know, an hour passes quickly. I've I've normally three questions that I ask uh, our guests, and uh, one would be, what are the three things that get you out of bed every every day? Um. Surfing, if there's surf, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, people, yeah. Just connecting with friends, like friends and family. Mm. I feel like if I've got something like good to look forward to, with um, even if it's just a dinner with a friend or I get a group get together mm. or something, that for me is like just that's the most that's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the most exciting. I'm just trying to think about times where I've been most excited to get out of bed. And quite often it's whether I, where I'm in nature. So I remember I used to live in the Alps and get up and go snowboarding. That was like really exciting to go with a whole bunch of friends <laughs> and go up into the Alps and like yeah. you're like a pack, you know, yeah. and you're going on an adventure. Mm. For me, that's really, really cool, whether it's a holiday or like we're about to do a retreat. Things in groups, I just love doing things in groups. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like that's that's really great. Um, and it, or even just like a simple bush walk, like just getting a f- couple of friends and just going walking in the bush for hours. Yeah, yeah. But definitely things in nature and things with people really, really get me out of bed. And um, and yeah, just and like work. Really, I just love working with people and um, doing something w- in some way of service. Like I yeah. feel like that is so energizing, and I just love that. I just like. But it's such a strange thing, like especially when I hear the kind of the more trouble someone's in, I just like, you know, you get this call to action where you just kind of want to be involved, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what happens. And even if I'm just a witness there, it's like I feel like something's happening here. Like yeah, something, yeah. something good's happening. Something big's happening. Um, cool. And I always feel like, you know, when people are really struggling in their lives, that's a really nice thing to know that even just doing something for someone else can make such a difference. Mm. Even if it's the last thing you feel like, you feel so overwhelmed. You can't really cope with your own life. Just doing something for someone else can make a massive difference to your energy. I feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've heard recently that um, the person that gives a com- compliment. Oh, that's right. We had someone on, Dr. Alice. She was talking about that and was saying like the the person that um, gives the compliment gets a 
dopamine push, I think. Uh -huh. The person that receives it gets one too. And the person that observes it as well. Ah, so, yeah, nice. that, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of learned it the hard way. And um, when I used to, when I was younger, I used to be really angry and used to like resent things. And then I remember I started to learn about those things. And then I came across that quote, which summed it up for me. It was like, resentment. It's like drinking a cup of poison and hoping the other person dies. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, once I realized I was doing that, I was like, I do not want to poison myself anymore. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I was right. like, yeah, it's like so much. To know. And when you know, like you say, when you start to think really nice things about other people, mm. you're the one that benefits from mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. <laughs> mm. um, second question is quite similar, actually. But what would be the favorite thing or that you have discovered recently? Something that at the moment really excites you? Like, is there something you got into recently? Like in terms of healing stuff or just, just general life, yeah. Um, I love taiko drumming, the big drums. Yeah, 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 okay. I love the big drums. Um, I just love going long walks in the bush, yeah. like the barefoot walking. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love walking, just going for hours. Yeah. I just love going walking for hours. Something about it, just going into the bush and just walking for hours in the bush, I just find it just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also... I've been doing a little bit of intermittent fasting over the last couple of years, and um, I've mm. loved that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How would you do that? Like um, up to 10 o'clock, like from 5 to just, 10 or something? I just or? go by how I'd feel. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe I'll stop eating at 5 or 6 and yeah. then go through till 10 or 11 or 12, whatever, and then, and then, on, and then now not do it. Yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, don't, I think it's not good for everyone. It's not good mm. for everyone at certain times, but sometimes yep. it's feel like it's really good and I yeah. just, but i've loved that whole thing of like you know sometimes less is more mm, yeah mm, mm. yeah so yeah they're the, they're the things i think that i really like at the moment yeah. <laughs> the last question is um and we touched on that earlier why do you think we're here why do you think we're here i feel like we i feel like there's and i know probably a lot of times people think that but i just feel like we're part of a an evolution and I feel like there is something around consciousness on this planet where we're here to come together and connect. Mm. Like we're here to learn to connect with people mm. with differences. Mm. And I feel like we've come here. Everyone's got their own unique way of doing that. And I feel like great culture happens when people of different, with differences come together. And I feel like it's really easy to just go, oh, hang out with people of like-minded and into the same things. But I feel like the real juice on the planet is when people with completely different energies, views, things come together and start to connect and harmonize. And I feel like we're here to harmonize all different aspects, however that looks. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like it's, I feel like it's like a, an evolving consciousness of higher frequency that can allow that to happen. So I feel like we're in this, we're here to bring that consciousness higher in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's my illusion, and it's good to have something like some <laughs> oh, sort of yeah, mission because yeah. I feel like when, like I feel like sometimes if I'm on a mission of some kind, mm. even if it's totally delusional, it's just so much fun. Yeah, 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 so, exactly. Wow, we're here to bring ancient <laughs> knowledge and different cultures together and something, and it's like, it's like <laughs> even if it's just a delusional, it's a great delusion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, as long as yeah, yeah. Like, like that really gets me out of bed. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. like yeah, today we're on the mission. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say actually that's that's also sort of part of existence in a sense of, of just humans actually existing that there's that, I don't know that, that mission of just consciousness sort of colliding. Yeah. Um, I, it feels like that for me. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe yep. I can't really speak for anyone. No, fair enough. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I can't really speak for anyone else, but um, yeah, it's nice to have something, a greater vision of some kind. Cool. I feel even if it is delusional, it still feels like inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for that. I mean, there are so many other questions. We'll probably get to the other side and just yep. laugh and like, I don't know, just see, it's just like a, it's a simulation, you know? Yeah, and yeah, you're like, right. We're, you just know? we're just programmed. and I hear that yeah. more and more that people believe that. I'm, yeah, it I'm could totally be. Up for it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, that would be quite nice. Might as well have fun anyway. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, really you have to not. make the most out of it. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for cool. for being here. And I would love to, have, you know, if you're back and, and ask all the other questions I had written down. Right. That didn't yeah. ask yet but um thank you so much for sharing so so openly and right, um insightful there was some yeah some really gems in terms of things that i've i would have never thought about it i'm sure the audience thinks similar like that was great angles so thanks, thanks. Sebastian. Really i love it it's great okay cool yeah. it was fun hey yeah it was good yeah <laughs> thank you 
Thank you so much for listening to the sauna show. You can find out more about Chet's immersion retreats at primaretreats.com.au. That's P-R-E-M-A-R-E-T-R-E-A-T-S.com.au. Also check out thesaunashow.com for more information and resources for this episode on Instagram at the sauna show. My name is Sebastian Miro, and this episode was sponsored by Clearlight Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality full-spectrum infrared saunas. Please don't forget to subscribe and to share this episode with a friend. Until next time, have the best day ever. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical conditions. Neither the host, Sebastian Miro and Johannes Kettelhort, nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.